come to the last letter in our letters that have taken us through how to know what the gospel is and how to share the gospel. Uh, we've looked at knowing what the gospel is under the headings TFG, truth, the gospel is true, follow the truth and grow in Jesus and sharing the gospel that it is T which is think, think about how you live, think about what you do, F which is be full of the spirit and we come to G which I've been saying is gossip, tell about Jesus but I also think it stands for gifting, know what your gifting is and use that as you communicate because we don't all do things in the same way. I just want to pick up a couple of verses from Acts chapter 4 to start with. Verses 18 to 20. Just three verses. If someone could read that for us. Louder than that, I can't hear you. Then they called them in again and commanded them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John replied, Judge for yourselves whether it is right in God's sight to obey you rather than God. For we cannot help speaking about what we have seen and heard. Okay, so the first thing I want to pick up is that they were commanded not to speak about Jesus. Because the enemy perceived that it was actually power. There is power in the words speaking about Jesus. And it was making a dramatic impact on the city. It was bringing thousands of people to believe in God. It was causing a stir. And their words were like a, a rock going into the pond and the ripple effect was going out because people were saying, did you hear what they said? Have you seen what they've done? My goodness, something's going on. And no doubt after a few ripples, it was getting into a corrupt message because that's the nature of things. So it starts off with uh, Peter and John healing a lame man in the temple. And by the time it gets down to the city suburbs, it says, have you heard what happened in today? You know, five people jumped out of the pool having been dead for half an hour and they came back to life and the graves were opened and a lame man walked and blah, blah. The message will have got corrupted because that's the nature of things. But at the centre of it, there was a dynamic, powerful truth. And the enemy was afraid and said, do not speak anymore because there is power in these words. We get very scared of talking and we feel what's the point people are going to laugh at us what's the point no one believes it's just a waste of time but actually if the words we are speaking are God's words then there's a power that doesn't mean we have to go around and the only thing we say is quoting scripture from memory into every situation you walk into a shop to buy a bottle of milk and you say behold Behold, the cattle on a thousand hills are the Lord's, and the milk of human kindness cometh unto me now, or whatever. I'll use that one. You don't have to spit. I'm not even sure any of that was scripture. I was just. The cattle on a thousand hills. Yes, I'm. Cattle on a thousand hills. However, however, back to the point. Yeah, I'm not talking about using the words of the Bible in everything we say. But I am saying, if we're speaking about Jesus, it's powerful. And we should have a testimony. 
we should be talking about what God has done for us. Do you know what God did for me today? I woke up and he, you know, I spoke with him and he changed some circumstances in my life. I can talk to you about Jesus because Jesus did this for me yesterday. And we should have these stories. Mm-hmm. Now actually, A, we don't pray very often in specific ways and get the stories. And B, we forget them immediately. And C, even if we know what they are, we're too scared to talk about them. And me, in particular, is too scared to talk about them. Okay? But Peter and John said, it is God's rules that we speak. It's right in God's sight. We cannot help speaking about what we have seen and heard. We have to keep speaking. We cannot help speaking. We can't stop gossiping about what Jesus has done. Do you know what Jesus has done now? Have you heard what that Jesus has done in my life? Have you heard what Jesus has done? We can't stop speaking about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. And, okay, as I say, it's our gifting. Some of us can't publicly speak. Some of us, though, will do that through maybe writing websites about Jesus. We will do it in the way we... I mean, speaking is natural to all of us, so we will do it in, in ways we have conversations one-to-one. We will do it in ways we communicate in all the sorts of ways that we are gifted at communicating. We will communicate. But we should be communicating about what God has done. And I need to shut up now because it's challenging me too much and I don't want to talk anymore about that. Let's move on to Romans. Yeah. should be something that becomes just the natural way we communicate, the natural things we do. And, as I say, for most of us it's going to be a one-to-one thing. Most of us aren't going to do a Peter and John standing up in the temple. But we should have the things that we can say, this is what God has done for me. And it should be relevant stuff because yes it's very true and it's wonderful and it's fantastic that we can say 
He has saved me from my sins. Mm. But that is meaningless when you're communicating it. Yeah. Because people think, what on earth are you on about? Yeah. What are sins? What are sins? What do I need to be saved from? What are you on about? How do you know? That's not tangible. Well, That's just what you believe. I don't. But if you say, you know, I had this problem and I prayed and God answered it, and you can say that about four, five, six, seven, eight things, and you can start talking about things, yeah. and then you can say to someone, can I pray for you? Then you have something which is a powerful testimony. Well, it's hard to get into people's minds, thoughts there. It's an eternal thing as well, you know. Like yeah. It's not just that uh, you'll never leave me, you'll never forsake me, like you saved me. Uh, people don't really understand. That's right. It's sad. Why? Who's been corrupted by media and just, just, just the nation not walking in God, giving up on God, huh. and it's just led to this uh, numb. Anyway. And of course, I'm saying all this in the context of the T and the F. The thinking about your lifestyle and everything you do, and thinking what would Jesus do, and living a life that is clearly distinct and different from the worldly life, so that people can see, actually, this isn't just words, you are living this that this is something that is definitely you are living in a different way. And then the F, which is the fullness, and living a life which is full of the Holy Spirit. And you are living in close harmony with Him. So that then the words which flow out are relevant and honest and come from someone who has been noticed already to be different. And if we're not being distinctive, then our words are of no use. But if we are being distinctive, then our words have value. You know what I find? I, I hate saying that I'm a Christian. Like, I don't like that at all. It doesn't sit well with me. Like, I'll prefer to say I believe in Jesus Christ, rather than say I'm a Christian. Because that word has got connotations. Yeah, I'm a Christian doesn't... And to me, it's even just religious. It's not even... Mm. Fellowship with Jesus is not friendship with God. Do you know what I mean? It's just, I, mean I feel really it's weird. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because the word Christian, loads of people say, oh yeah, well I'm a Christian because I'm British. <laughs> and, you know, I'm C of E. I haven't been there since I was christened. I Christ. But I'm a Christian. Well, yeah, so that word doesn't, people don't understand what that word means. Being, being christened makes you yeah. Christian whether you like it or not. And if you say to someone, you're not a Christian, they are offended because they think the word Christian means nice person. And you're saying you're not a nice person. That's what they're hearing. So you're quite right that that word isn't perhaps the best word to use because it's changed its meaning. I just don't feel comfortable with it. Mm. I feel uncomfortable. I have the same problem when I say things like I'm very gay. People don't mean think well, they you know they think of that as being something different to the word I was using. They might they might thought you were happy. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Ben. <laughs> Moving on <laughs> quickly. You got me with that one. Right. Romans chapter fifteen.
Romans chapter 15. <laughs> <laughs> My name is David Pambaki. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Romans 15, and I'd like us to look at verses 17 to... 17 to... verse 22. Someone would like to read Romans 15, 17 to 22, please. I have written to you... I've written to you quite boldly. No. 14, yeah? No, 15. Romans fifteen seventeen to twenty two. It is. I'm obviously not listening. You're if obviously I'm not. School, I'm losing. My, uh, <laughs> I like this one. <laughs> 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 oh, no. Goodness. Therefore, I glory in Christ Jesus in my service to God. I will not venture to speak of anything except what Christ has accomplished through me in leading the Gentiles to obey God by what I have said and done, by the power of signs and miracles through the power of the Spirit. So from Jerusalem all the way around to Jerusalem, I have fully proclaimed the gospel of Christ. It has always been my ambition to preach the gospel where Christ was not known, so that I would not be building on someone else's foundation. Rather, as it is written, those who were not told about him will see, and those who have not heard will understand. This is why I have often been hindered from coming to you. Okay, a couple of things in that, starting in verse 18. I will not venture to speak of anything except what Christ has accomplished through me. I'm not going to talk about anything except what Jesus has done through me. How does that sit with you? What have your conversations been about today? Yeah, but this fellow accomplished a lot. <laughs> Well, God can accomplish a lot through this geezer. He was working yeah, full time. Ah, he was working, working full time for God. Yeah, he was working and talking about what he was working on. Okay. Have you forgotten the bit about he was a tent maker? Well, if you work in minutes, you'll be on it with God. all the time. I mean, he wasn't working full time. He had to support himself. He had to raise money. So, you know, that's a, that's a lesser knock that one on the head to start with. What about ring it's jewelry, jewelry shop? Why? Okay, that's way off the point. He said, I will not venture to speak of anything except what Christ has accomplished through me in leading the Gentiles to obey God by what I have said and done. So, there is this sense that he is saying the only thing worth opening my mouth to talk about is Jesus. He didn't waste his time talking about what was on the telly the night before. He didn't waste his time talking about his problems with what the government was up to. He didn't waste his time talking about the problems of wars and rumours of wars. The only thing I will venture to speak about is what Christ has accomplished through me. Now that says two or three things to me. Firstly, oh my goodness, what has Christ accomplished through me? Have I got anything to talk about? 
it says three things actually and secondly do I waste my time talking about other things and thirdly I realize I don't like talking about what Christ has accomplished through me because I think it's boasting and the truth is it's not boasting about me it's boasting about him but the devil makes us think oh well you shouldn't talk about it because it's boasting about yourself no, you're just the channel that Christ does these things through. You have no control over it, really. Mm. You just let him do it. So let me tell you what Christ has accomplished through me. And then I think, I can't think of anything. But the truth is, there are things. People have come to faith. Some of them. I can't think of many, maybe. Benny. I have been involved in some. I have been involved in some who have come to faith, uh, and uh, I have enabled people to realise they ought to be worship leaders, so that I don't do it. Um, <laughs> by my singing. But no, I mean the, ser- the serious thing. I was just challenged, as I said that. Hey, heck. I don't like talking about it because I think it's boasting, but actually he's saying I will not venture to speak of anything except what Christ has accomplished through me. And that's what I should be talking about. Jesus did this. This person was healed. This person was saved. This person was sent to an early grave because of what Jesus did through me, or whatever. Okay? And he does it, verse 19, by the power of signs and miracles through the power of the Spirit. So we've got things to talk about, which is God working signs and miracles through the power of the Spirit through us. Yeah? Yeah? yeah. Talk yeah. about it then. Okay. Uh, power of the miracles and signs. That God has worked through us. Uh, yeah, I can do that. Uh, well, I've had like, healing... Like God just healed me. Like, that was incredible. Yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah, that's a good thing. Yeah, so he's healed me from a physical thing. That's good. Yeah. Good. He delivered me of drugs. Yeah. Delivered me from illness, mental illness. Okay. It's good. It's a flight of God wise. Yeah, he's given us work, health. He's made sure that we didn't die in car crashes. Get out the car now. Get out the car now. You actually heard that in your head? Yeah, no, yeah. I heard God tell me, get out the car. Get out the car. And I didn't get out of the car, so I prayed. Lord, please. No, no, you're going to die. No, Lord, please. Please, like, you just had mercy on me all the way. Grace. And then, yeah, I got out of the car, I was like, maybe I'm just going mad, like, and went into the studio. And then, five minutes later, there's a knock at the door. Yeah, this is for five or great, we'll just put your car out. Like, <laughs> and the boys looked at me, I said to them, that there's something wrong with your car. No, I don't want to go on any further. If you want to get out, get out now. No, let's go, let's just go to this studio. God has accomplished 
by the power of signs and miracles through the power of the Spirit in us. And we should be telling people. And okay, sometimes we think, oh, but that was years ago. But that's not necessarily wrong. Because if you look at Israel, God was always telling them, remember what I did to you when I brought you out of the promised land 500 years ago. None of you were actually there. Remember what I did for you, the nation, as I brought you out of the promised land. Sometimes we expect God to be there on, on every single day doing something spectacular, when actually he may only do it several times in our lives, the spectacular stuff, and we're meant to tell people about it. That's your message, gossip, go and gossip. This, this, this guy that we... Sh I don't know whether any of you saw it, saw the video of this uh, man preaching who'd been stung by a jellyfish oh, and yeah, died. The box jellyfish man. The box jellyfish man. Now, he's still going around preaching that message. And I think, for the last ten years, he's gone around from church to church, around the, around the world, telling people about what happened when he died and came back again. And you think, he died for about 20 minutes. Did he see God? He saw God. He saw Jesus. And it's that liquid love. I remember that message. It was and, hardcore. And it was, <laughs> you know, that's the one thing God has done in his life, in a sense, of spectacular, miraculous, but he's got the message to go and gossip it. You know, and yeah, that's... Well, it's pretty amazing mm. to do that. And yeah, it was mega stinging. It was like he got a stinging all over. He got a list. They, they hunt their prey by stunning them, basically. So they would have, they would kill prey in the ocean with that. So like anything, no, seriously, it causes it could cause like burns and stuff oh, on a on a person, oh. uh, you know, and potentially kill them. They they are hardcore, like because you, you can get allergic reaction. From I'll lend you the tape. Verse twenty. It you can't because I've got a video player at the moment. It has always been my ambition to preach the gospel where Christ was not known. My ambition is to preach the gospel. My ambition is to gossip about Jesus. The thing that drives me is to preach and to speak and to tell about Jesus. Yeah. How true is that? Can I say to an extent that is me? No, I can understand it. Because in my heart, I, I just just want to evangelise stuff. Just go up to people like, and just tell them the gospel. Like. You know what I mean? Or the, yeah, yeah. Like, it just burns in there. It's like as soon as I'm praying like, and worshipping, and we're just going for it. Yeah. It's like it starts burning. Like go out, go out and tell people. Like you know what I mean. Mm. Like it's been happening recently. And I had a dream about it as well. Pastor, you would be not pastor. You don't have to be pastor. I don't want to be a pastor. It's too much responsibility. <laughs> and then the next level, the rock sitting there, yeah, like sorting out all the sheep, all the problems. Just dealing with everything. No, nah, no. Nah. Just evangelist, bring them in, give them to the pastor. <laughs> <laughs> True, you look at it like that. Right. That's like the rock has to sit there. Like and the prophet's there annoying the pastor because the prophet's there smashing them up. Yeah. And the pastor has to deal with them after the prophet smashed them to pieces. Huh? Well, a prophetic, the prophet is there saying, you sinner, repent. And the pastor's saying, oh, come to me and let me help you. 
and yeah, that's the different ministries that God gives. However, you're going to be a part It's always been my ambition to preach the gospel where Christ was not known to the hearts where Christ is not known. Anyone who isn't a Christian is where Christ is not known. And, you know, we should always be looking to preach, which means we need to know what it is we're talking about, which means we need to have experiences of Jesus that we can share, but then back it up with a, a knowledge of Jesus and the Word, which goes back to knowing that it's true, to following what it says and growing in relationship with Christ because if we're doing those three things we have got something to share and that's the key it says in verse 21 those who were not told about him will see those who have not heard will understand only because they become told about him and they hear and it's our job to get them into that position. That's our job, isn't it? So that job. is our job. Hmm. That is our job. I get people constantly telling me that I shouldn't tell people about God. I shouldn't be telling them. My old man tells me that. Mm-hmm. Don't tell anybody about this God. So he always says this to me every day. Almost every day. If we ever talk, that's all we ever talk about now. We always. It always turns into arguments. I don't want to argue with them. You talk about it because I mean, it ends up about God all the time. That's why he doesn't. It's a argue. shame, isn't it? God makes it sound like it's not an argument, but it's often an argument. Yeah. yeah. It, it is often an argument. And that makes me again want to just backtrack and say if we're living a distinctively different life, if we're thinking about our lifestyle, we're thinking about our actions, and that means we're getting ourselves to a position where we've been noticed as someone different. If we're then full of the Holy Spirit and led by the Spirit, so he takes us to the people he wants to talk to today, because they're the ones who are ready and need something today, then it's less and less an argument, because A, the people around us are seeing this is a distinctively different person maybe I ought to listen to what they're saying and B we're any case being led to the people who need to hear what God has to say today sorry sorry no I was listening to what you're saying sorry um, and that is the key It's a massively big task, but we have to become the people who... But we'll get there. We will. We need to be around people who are like-minded as well, Mm. you know? We can't be chilling with the people who keep on telling us you shouldn't do this. You shouldn't do this. It is true. We need to be around people who are like-minded. Otherwise you just perish, man. You just end up just drifting through the rest of your life. Which sort of brings me back to the question I asked before we started talking about this, about where are you enriched? And 
are your church's enriching experiences and places where you are encouraged and built by the people around you? Because if this is our passion, then it needs to be the passion of our church, our fellowship. Because it's no good burning hot and all the other people around you saying, oh, don't bother, don't bother, don't bother. We need to be going together with people who are passionate. Mm. It's weird, Professor. People pretend to be passionate. So, how do we share the gospel? Firstly, we know it. Secondly, we live it. And thirdly, we gossip it. And that's important. Make sure you know it's true. And don't exaggerate it. Don't lie. You don't need to lie. That's right. You don't need to lie. I've been realising that. You don't need to exaggerate. Mind you, some of the things God does with me, I don't have to exaggerate, you know that. They're just like, incredible. I don't have to exaggerate. You know I mean? But it is a, is a temptation to exaggerate, isn't it? Why? Why? You don't need to exaggerate what God's done. God is God. He does things for a reason. He knows what he's doing. Mm. He's incredible. I was thinking about that one time. Just like, fucking carried away. Like knowing Jesus as the mighty warrior. I love it. I loved it, that spending time with the Lord, with the mighty warrior. If your God came to fight with my God, my God will beat you up. Like hmm. Not that it's like that at all, but actually that he's the, he's the warrior that he overcame sin and death. Do you know what I mean? He overcame it. No one's done that. No, no one can ever do that. Sure. Yeah. He overcame it. He took it on. He humbled himself and he, he overcame sin and death. And he put a full stop at the, on the law. You know, full stop. That's it. I fulfilled the whole law. <laughs> So then he's not uh, no longer he doesn't have to do the law he's completed it. Yep. He's finished the task. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get carried away. I love it. 
That's good. And that's what we need to be doing. We're getting the passion and talking it through and sharing it. Indeed. Okay, we'll conclude no. there. Worship. <laughs> now I'll leave worship. Yeah. Okay. Doubt thinks so somehow. Why not? Because I can't play. I Bass. can't sing in tune, and that's about it, really. You can. I'll you, you can. I'll I'll